0: Hits his hundred. What a knock this has been. This boy loves
1: catching the catch. Callum McLeod relaunched the jets into the sky with an almighty blow, which reached the car park.
0: Good batting for more club leg side, the old fashioned cow corner.
2: today I'm joined by big uh, big superstar um someday I'm very kind of I'm proud of what he's achieved in his cricket it didn't always start out together as best of, best of buddies but um you know I've followed his career and it's it's amazing what he's achieved I'm joined by Scotland national player ex Warwickshire ex Durham um and now living down in Kent I'm joined by mr callum MacLeod. welcome to the welcome to the show callum
1: well oh, shaky. It's good to be here. introduction
2: that was! Can we tell the viewers that you were that you actually forgot about this episode today? I had to make a phone call to you at about five past six, just to remind you that we were uh, that we were going live. So you're, you're the first person that almost stood me up, but thankfully I managed to managed to get you on.
1: It all those views that you are getting on my case. I thought I might finally get one back on you.
2: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Let's start with that then, Callum. How how we know each other? So. You um, you started a, a cricket club called uh, Drumpelia Cricket Club in Coatbridge. Um, I I played for Clydesdale, um, and I used to come up against you quite often on a on a Friday or a Monday night under fifteen. I mean, you were just you were uh, what age? What age are you now, Kyle? How old are you? Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I would have been so I'm a Four years. years you would have been eleven probably, and I was fifteen. And this little eleven-year-old used to run in and bowl at me and snarl at me, call me names. You had your brother behind the wicket, Alan. And what really used to, the biggest memory of playing against you back then was that you boys used to wind me up in Gaelic, which I didn't understand. I a scooby what you were saying, but it, for some reason it used to really get under my skin. To be honest, I didn't know what I was
1: saying either. I just knew it wound you up. Um, but, no, they were good days though, weren't they? They were great. Um, great. Were some good cricket and playing, playing a few age groups above you. There was obviously some decent players. And drums, drums was a great club to, to grow up at. Um, a lot of the time I was there, there was, there was always good professionals, which helped me. Manfred Ramzan had been a brilliant example. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: even from a young age, seeing his work ethic and the way he went about preparation and stuff, it's things like that, you, if you're careful enough, you can see things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: always, anytime I get a chance to go back and pick his brains, I always take the chance. So it was a great club to to start at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then obviously the cricket Playing age groups above, as I'm sure you did when you were younger, I think I probably just tried to find a way to compete. Probably didn't always come across the best way, but I think as a young bowler, trying to bowl fast, that's what you want to do, isn't yeah, it? It's you want to run and bowl fast. And I mean, you look at the people on TV and you, you probably get bad examples sometimes of how aggressive they're trying to be, and sometimes it carries over, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, looking back now, Callum, I loved it. I mean, looking back, I mean, if you were, um, you know, my son goes on to play cricket. For instance, I would want him, you know, to stay within the boundaries of the game, but I would want him to play the game aggressive. I would want him to, you know, maybe not quite as aggressive, but we were playing it at that point because obviously we got we used to get we really used to go at each other and You know, it was quite it got it got a little bit a little bit over the top sometimes, but. I, I liked your attitude. You could tell that you had something from a very young age. You had a very competitive streak in you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, mm. It obviously stood you in good stead. I'm sure you know you've you've matured as the years gone on. As I like to think, I would mat- I've matured if we maybe played cricket against each other now. I think the chat would be a little bit different. It would be a little bit more tactical, um, not shouting at each other or getting in each other's faces. But it's, it's, it's a story that that it's part it's part of the journey, and I, I look back now and giggle about it and um, When I think about you just running, I used to have really you had a short, really short hair at the time. You looks just, like you at the moment. I know it looks like me at the moment. I had a, I had a, I shaved it off in lockdown. This is it actually coming back now. Um, but you know you and you, the other thing I, might, I remember fondly is that you had you know, two two very loving parents hmm. who followed your career all the way through. I mean I'm kind of, I'm very blessed as well on that front. You know my mum and dad have always supported my career. I know how much you know that helps. Your dad's obviously a, a great photographer, but your mum was always there, always watching the games. That, that must have had a big, big part of your, your upbringing and your, your cricket career.
1: Yeah, it's things it's, it you don't always see. like um, When I first joined the Warwickshire Academy, a lot of their sessions were Sunday mornings. So My mum would get up, she'd drive me down to Birmingham from Glasgow on a Sunday morning for it's probably a 12 o'clock session that lasted two, maybe three Mm-hmm. She'd sleep in the car park. I'd do my session, then she'd drive home that night. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that sort of dedication to to help me along the way. I mean, you can't really repay that apart from trying to work hard and, and trying to do the right things when when you get the chance.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's that really is amazing. Um, I've got similar memories of my mum growing up. She used to drive down to Ampleforth. Yeah. Um, made to everybody's sandwiches, if they you know, like yeah, Absolutely.
1: I think it's it's just what parents parents try and do, isn't it? To try and give to try and give us the best chance. And I think most of your guests will say say pretty similar things about
2: their parents to Yeah, no. If you're if you're lucky enough to have, you know, you're mm. blessed with both your parents and your life's amazing your dad obviously is a is a massive cricket fan as it is. Um, I mean he's taken some brilliant pictures. One of my favourite pictures your dad's ever taken was uh, I got a good knock against Ireland in Aberdeen and he's got the picture of me take cutting one and William Porterfield's hands are coming like just like between my legs basically. It's <laughs> a bit random. It looks like I've got two arms grown out but you can't see him, but it's a great it's a great picture. Um I used to used to always enjoy doing a lap of the ground and bumping into your dad. He was always he's always good value. And obviously we're gonna get on to talking about what this podcast is gonna be about today. Which is uh, the England game, and it was very nice on Sky Sports that your dad got. You know, the camera went on him quite a few times, and um, when you got to the back, when you got to the, the milestone of reaching a hundred, um, so I was really really happy for him. You know, that's a, that's you probably repaying them and some more, um, and <laughs> we're going on to do stuff like that in your career. You know, they, they they must be so proud. I just want to touch on your stuff that you've you've done, Callum, along the way. I mean, you you represented you've been representing Scotland since two thousand and eight. Is that right? No, is that wrong? Yeah, I think it was 2007, but 2008. My bad, my bad. Um, we toured South Africa together, World Cup qualifiers. That was, uh, that, was. That, that was fun. We had some fun out there. Had some had a couple of ding dongs along the way as well. Nothing, nothing too, nothing too fratty. I, mean, I was talking to Kyle on the podcast. I, I remember that was kind of the end of your bowling days. We we chatted about a game that you played against Oman. And there, was oh. hit, there was a guy. <laughs> there was a guy that hit you. And it hit the uh, it hit the floodlights, and it was still rising.
1: That, that that's still the biggest six I've ever been hit for. Uh, I think I think the ball came down, and I think it hit um, I think it hit Ryan Watson's mum in the head or something. That's <laughs> right.
2: That's Lucky right. it was the only
1: thing that was going to stop it.
2: That was it was travelling. It was travelling. I, I should have country. just given up then. No, that was pretty much, well. That, you know, after that, uh, soon after, your have of them when you, you your early career, you signed for Warwickshire, which was a great achievement to go down south and start your county cricket career. You went on to play successful cricket for Durham. Um, In particular, you did quite well in the T20 Mm -hmm. for Durham. Um, Unfortunately, you got released from there, Um, but their loss was Scotland's gain. It's meant we've had you for pretty much all the cricket that's that's taken place. Um, Played in the 2015 World Cup. Must have been a a special occasion for you doing that.
1: It was an unbelievable trip and occasion. Slightly disappointing one. I think we had opportunities to win games that we didn't take. Um personally it, personally I was I just wasn't batting well. Twenty fifteen was a shocker with with the bat. Um so that's it's probably a little bit not a regret but something I'd like to go and, and play again. No, I
2: hope I hope knowing it
1: knowing a little bit more about my own game and knowing myself a little bit more now to go back and Playing that twenty fifteen World Cup would be would be exciting, um, but I also think that was a massive moment. Um, some of the some of the innings, I know you've had Kyle on, um, but his his innings against Bangladesh, I think that was a real a real moment for a lot of our Scottish batters. Seeing seeing one of our own do that against a Test match opposition, kind of probably opened our eyes to actually what we need to be doing a little bit more,
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of instead of being happy with. A fifty, or a sixty, or a seventy. Actually, well, if Kyle's gone on and batting like that, then then that's that's the standard we have to try and aspire to. And I think that was a real moment that, certainly in my head, it was a real light bulb moment. Okay, actually, how are we going to get to that standard?
0: Yeah.
2: No, I mean it's, uh, it was amazing to talk to him about that. Um, you know, he was he was in another world that day. Uh, he could have gone on to get a du- He could have could have gone Should have got away. Should have got a double. Should have got a double hundred. Um, he talked about an umpire that helped him get over the line towards the double hundred in a championship game. He needed that umpire that day just to say, listen, you've got seven or eight overs here. You can, you can, you can keep going. And it was an, against England. I mean, against England, he was flying as well. Um, and unfortunately, he got out. But if he'd stayed in and got a hundred there as well, you never know where that game might have gone. So it's the critical moments in these kind of, at the big stage, you, it's, you know, it's, it's margins. You, you, you can't. And you're right in what you're saying, we're, we're Scottish batters, we'd have been happy getting 40-50 once upon a time, walking off making 220 we score and saying, oh, we're in a game here. You know, it's great to see the mentality change. If you're going to compete and beat the Test Playing Nations, you boys have, have raised that bar. Um, oh, yeah, I think you have to watch what the best teams in the world are doing and then try and find
1: a way of, of mimicking it. And the game's only going one way, isn't it? It's getting more and more aggressive. Yeah. And I think you see that with the batters that we're, we're starting to produce. I think it'll be an exciting few years. I, th- I think we'll probably lose a few games along the way, but I think
2: as long as we're trying to do the right things, then
1: then we're only going to get better and better.
2: No, I think I, I think you're, um, I think your Scottish Scottish cricket's going in the right direction. I think you know the that lineup of batsmen, the batting lineup, when we will get to it, we'll talk about the big game. I just want to mention also that you were the ICC Associate Player of the Year in two thousand and eighteen, mate. What an achievement! You know, there's a lot of good players kicking around in the associate countries now. So to to get that milestone, you must be very proud. Yeah, that's. Uh, I
1: don't. I don't have any memorabilia or anything up in my house. I don't have anything anyway. I've got a couple of stunts that a couple of people have given to me over the time. Um, but that's that's one that that I enjoyed. Um, I've got a little trophy. It's it's, I can't, it's in the house somewhere. I can't exactly remember where, but. That was it. Was obviously a memorable year. It was yeah, a couple of two or three real good innings that year. And
2: was that I the year you scored a hundred against Afghanistan, which I think? Uh, yeah, that that was that was probably the best
1: innings I've I've played in terms of preparation, in terms of sticking to a game plan, in terms of everything leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Because there'd been a there'd been a period where I'd scored runs but hadn't hadn't kicked on and. It started it started in Pretoria, we were in a training camp, you've been there, brilliant facilities. Yeah. Um, and I'd taken my pads off, and then realised we still had an extra half an hour, 45 minutes left in the session. So, and Richie was hitting some sweeps in the Merlin,
0: and I hadn't played sweep for about a year, year and a half. I, I kept getting out to, it. and, soon maybe a little bit, just actually wanting
1: to do something, I put them back on and went, okay, Richie, this went back in and just started hitting some sweeps with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask him. He was just hitting them. I, I just, I was just watching the way he was playing. There, got going down, mimicking it, and then finding my own way, knowing that we were going to Zimbabwe and it was going to be spinner friendly. Mm-hmm. So that probably started three, four weeks in advance. And from that moment, just a, just a bucket from putting my pads on and watching somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just found the way that I was able to do it. So then, leading up to that game, I just all I did was sweep and sweep and sweep in the nets until I was comfortable with it, and then. A little bit like I alluded to there, you've got to play in a certain way against some of these, these bowlers. Because, yeah. of, because the bowling, if you're playing, especially Mystery or you're playing good teams. You've got to be able to find a way of putting pressure back on them. It's yeah. not always, like you said, it's not always going to work in my, in my way that day and in other games has been sweeping. Yeah. Because it's a little bit more of a unique skill to me and I know that if I'm sweeping well then I have a method of putting pressure back on the bowler. And yep. that's all it did, but it was, it was that confidence to actually go and do it, um, and practice it well enough to to take it into a game.
2: No, I mean you you're up against a top class spinner in that game, Rashid Khan, as well as a few other good spinners that they have as well. Um, Najee, yeah, Nabi. I mean, there's and um, you scored a hundred, and Kyle talked about that hundred when I was on with him the other day, and he said, you know. That 100 was spectacular, you know, the way Callum played in that game was was phenomenal. Um, I didn't obviously get to, I only got to see a bit of highlights of that game. wasn't as clear, so you can't, you know, we don't really get footage back yeah. here of, of what you actually did in that game. It had been amazing to see the whole innings. Um, but that leads us on to why I have brought you on here today. Um, I've always wanted to have a chat with you about it, so to get to do it over a, a Zoom call that I'm going to put out to the, out to the world after this, I think it's uh, it's even more exciting. Um, on the 10th of June 2018, Scotland played against England um, in, a, in a game ODI match on a beautiful sunshine day at the, at the Grange. But I want to take you just a few days back. I want to take you to maybe three or four days from the game. And just wanted to ask you in general how you prepared for that game, mentally, physically. What were you doing with yourself in the lead up to that match? Um, training-wise,
1: training-wise, I've got myself into a bit more of a routine. The, the, the couple of days leading up to, I try and train quite hard. Try and, I try and do some some stuff that I may not normally do, sharpen myself up a little bit. Yeah, some close incredible work with sidearm as fast as they can, just to sharpen up a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, certainly two days out. And then the day before, try and have it as relaxed as possible. I'll go down, I'll, hit, I'll go through some drills, uh, practice my sweep and then I, I, I like to, I like to stand out in the middle of the wicket and just have it get, get used to the surroundings, make it feel like it's trying, trying to almost visualise what's going to come down at me. Yeah. To go through the actions, who we might be facing um, and just generally get comfortable the day before. Yeah. And just be trying and, try and relax um one of the one of the pressures and obvious and privileges of playing associate cricket is that playing a team like england's probably one of the least pressured games we'll play
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we've we've played games for contracts where careers where qualifications in the line that's that's big pressure. That's pressure. That's yep. that's bigger pressure than knowing that you've got the sc- the, the possibility to go out and play in a one off ODI against against number, the one, the number, number, one team, number, number one number one team number one in game world. Game the world. So nothing to lose basically. Nothing to lose, but it was there was a real real focus from certainly Kyle and Grant at the time. Um just pushing us. Just okay, let's just try and do a little bit more. What can we actually do how how good can we how good can we actually be mm-hmm. um and set ourselves some quite some quite lofty targets, knowing that if we manage to play in that way then then we're going to challenge teams yeah um, and then just my, just just the usual preparation that I try and do for most games we didn't treat it certainly I didn't try and treat it anything else apart from a privilege to go and play. A game at the Grange where you knew the sun was going to be shining.
2: Yeah, get <laughs> visualis- you, you mentioned visual, visual, visualization there, um, going out to the wicket and visualizing playing certain bowlers. Is, is that quite something that you? Is that something you tend to do when you're leading up to games? Do you, do you picture picture how you're going to play and what kind of energy you are expecting? Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's you know what baton's like. You tinker with things all the time, and i'm not a particularly great netter because i like to net and i, I held quite a few balls but i've always got something else going on yeah so i, I end up coming out of nets and i might have been trying to slightly different trigger or my hands doing something different or something could be anything yeah so i end up getting more confidence from drills and then going and just visualizing and it just thinking about innings that I've played before, thinking about what the ball is going to be doing. I um, alluded to the, the Afghanistan game before. Craig Wallace and I sat for, sat for ages watching Rashid Khan, just the two of us in, a, in his hotel room, just on a computer. Yeah. Uh, in Majib and trying to just pick their variations. Yeah. So then you can go away and you can think about it and you can, you can try and get that image of what's coming down so then you've got that split second longer when you're in the middle. And that's certainly what I use it for. To be honest, shaky in two years time, it might, it might be something completely different. Yep. Two years two years ago, three years ago, no, it was something different. So, um, but this seems to be something that really, really stuck with me. So I hope it stays and I hope I commit to it.
2: No, fantastic. That's good to hear your, good to hear your mindset. I mean, I was out in South Africa with you and that's where you're batting. That was years ago now, but that's where you kind of started working. And I remember you in the nets and you were quite a, you know, you worked hard at your game and you, you tried different things. And I think that showed in this innings. That showed of, mm-hmm. of, of all that you'd probably, because I mean, on the day you must still pinch yourself, obviously everything came together. But I want to go to the morning of the game. So yeah. first things first, you're right. Beautiful sunshine. There was no chance of rain, which, is, which doesn't happen often when you turn up at a game at Grange. You don't, you don't get that privilege. I mean, you're telling me now you live down in sunny Kent. And you get the privilege of probably playing cricket more often than not. Mm. With us up here, it's a beanie hat, um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, you sit and watch the rain a lot of the time, or you have doubts that you're even going to play the night before. It's it's, it's quite a sometimes it'd be quite hard to prepare for a game because you're you know the weather's probably going to play a big part. But to turn up yeah. that morning, um, did you have a good breakfast that morning?
1: Uh, probably had the the holiday in special whatever was on there. Probably a bit of their their dry haggis in a. And an egg, um, and then just got to the ground, and again something that, that I just tried to have a really quiet morning. Um, Who did you have breakfast with? I don't know we did. That still go? Honestly, I've, I've got no idea. I can't remember now. They were probably all trying to avoid me. Um, it could have been. It was probably. Probably Crossy, probably Wattie and and Wally. I I, I, I don't know. Okay. But um, I remember getting to the ground and it, we were calm. Everything was calm. People were going, people were going about their business. Um, if you'd looked out, it could have been us preparing against against anybody. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and and you can you can see what guys. I can tell you what guys. Crossy will be the first into the nets with with George. They'll be getting sidearm. Costa will probably have his pads on, try and strap his wrists up,
0: and
1: he'll do some hitting in the output. You can just tell, yep. Beryl and I were sitting and, and we'll probably be two of the last out into the onto the field. You you just see the same things and it didn't
2: yep. look any different. And yep. That doesn't surprise me, that that part you just mentioned there, Beryl being one of the last out to the field. God, the amount of times I've spent waiting for that guy, He never goes, I'll never ever go on a shopping trip with him ever in my life again. It's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous, dangerous route. How long? How long does it take to do his hair? Well, well the hair oh. is bad enough, but I, I once went shopping with him and he, we, the first store we went into, Callum, he seen a t-shirt he liked, loved it. And I was like, oh, you should get that then. But he wanted to go to 10 other shops just to prove to himself that he wouldn't see a better t-shirt than the first one and then went back to the first store to buy the t-shirt anyway. I could have I just a perfectionist. Oh, big time, big time. So yeah, I'm not surprised to hear he was one of the. I think with you though, it's more just like uh, you're chilled, you're quite chilled out. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't get too, you don't get too worked up. I mean, from my time playing with you, I always found you to be quite relaxed on game day. You too- uh,
1: yeah, it's definitely changed since, since I, I don't bowl. Yeah. Since since I got, uh, all that happened. Yeah. It, two things. One, it just doesn't work as well when you're a batter. Yeah. And two, you look back at it and you think, well, what's the point? Yeah. I'd rather be I'd rather be a little bit more in control of myself and, and certainly that's that morning is trying to control that and just be as, as calm as possible because you know you know that the bat and if you're in control of your thoughts you got you got a better chance, don't you?
2: Yep, no absolutely. Um how did you hit them that morning in the Nets? Did you did you feel that you were hitting Um them? I didn't
1: didn't put my pads on, didn't put do anything, went to the Nets. Um just had some throws from I think it probably Toby Bailey. Um, yep. Just went through some simple no feet drills into hitting, into moving, just getting my feet moving. Yeah. Um, again, just from a conversation I had with from somebody because so I'm going in a lot roundabout way here, but 2015, the year that I told told you I a bad year. Yeah. Championship cricket was terrible. Went into the World Cup shocker. think I played 10 ODIs, got 50 runs for the year. I mean, terrible. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, Went into 2016, still struggling a bit and my instinct was to, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Every opportunity I'm going to hit as many balls as I can. So I was turning up for um, championship games with Durham, I'd be in the nets, I'd be facing sidearm as fast as I can, getting, hitting as many balls as I could every morning of the game, thinking, okay, this is, this is working. Uh-huh. I'd come out with come out in nets in the morning of a game,
0: sweating. Yeah. Go back to the changing room, shower. I'd be hyped. I'd be ready. I'd be okay. Then now's my chance. But I was just
1: drained, and then I'd, I remember I'd remember one morning, Scott Borswick, brilliant left hand batter, um, great timer of a cricket ball. He would just walk over. Some mornings he'd have nets. Other days he'd just have some throws, and he just cream some half volleys and out there. Why do train like that? Well, mm-hmm. he was like, he said it's so matter of factly, like it was like the most obvious thing in the world. He was like, well, I need to be able to score.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was, it was again, it was just about the moment of actually, I'm getting too caught up. I'm, I'm almost not practicing properly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just practicing a lot,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was just beating me up and beating me up. So from there, in the morning of, in the days of games, I just said, okay, I'm not putting my pads on. Mm-hmm. When it's when it's time to play in a game, or on game day, that's when I'll put my pads on. I'll do my work before it and try and be and try and trust myself that I've done the work mm-hmm. and not not beat myself up in the, the, the days of games. I mean, it do, some days it doesn't work. You do, and then you think, oh, maybe I should have done a bit more. Maybe I should have done it. Maybe yeah. I should have been
2: more intense in the warm No,
1: there's no right way to do it, but certainly since I went to training that way, a bit more relaxed on a game day. I've I've had a little bit more success.
2: Okay, well, I mean, long, long may that continue. But you know, you're, you're absolutely right, Callum. There could be one season that that works, and yeah. you, then you could have a bad bit of a bad season, and then you think, "All oh, right, I've maybe not been not been getting prepared enough. You know, I need to do something else at warm up." But while it's working for you, mate, you know, keep keep going with it while it's while, while it's going well. So the game starts. Start. Let's let's go into the, let's go into the, the great game. Um, I get goosebumps, man. Every time I, I watch I watch this game, I honestly was just could not believe what I'd witnessed that day. But uh, go out to bat, um Matthew Cross and Kyle Kutzen opened the baton. And pretty much from early on, first couple first couple overs, the the, 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 the intent was there that we're here to we're here to take you boys on. World number one team. Just to to clarify, that you know, sometimes they turn up and they bring a a weakened attack. That certainly wasn't the case. You know, Mark Wood, David Willey, Adil Rashid, Liam Plunkett, Moyn Ali. Probably at that time, pretty much, that was their one-day bowling attack. So they've turned up with their their proper one-day attack. And, you know, Crossy and Kyle just went about their business. And before you knew it, I mean, we were 103... By the time we lost our first wicket, I mean, you must have been sitting in the hut thinking, "This is all right. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy sitting here."
1: You know, I was probably thinking, "How am I going to follow Kyle and Crossy playing like this?" Yeah. I mean, when those two get when those two get going, Crossy's such a natural timer of a cricket ball. Um, the the more pace you put on it, the better he seems to look. And then yeah. Kyle's, I've said I've, I have said this before, but I and mean, I I don't mind saying it again. It's one thing as a captain sitting there and telling you, we want you to be brave, we want you to go and play like this. And saying it and saying it, it's easy to say it. Yeah. It's much harder then to say it and then go and be the guy who leads it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, Kyle, Kyle down is one of Scotland's best ever batters. But to me, the way he, the way him and Grant, um, and certainly Kyle's still an advocate for it now, the way he's helped change the mindsets so of what we can do has probably been one of one of his biggest achievements in, in Scottish cricket. Mm-hmm. Um as much as he's batting us. And and a lot of that's by leading it. Yep. Just being being brave enough and also being good enough to go out and play in a way that sets a tone for us, that makes that makes our lives a little bit easier because we're coming in a hundred of what was it, twelve or thirteen overs?
2: Yeah. I don't know what it was. Well, I think 12, twelve just over twelve overs. I mean, Kyle yeah. does talk about Grant, and um, when I was talking to him, and he said Grant had a lot to do with that, um, because he, he, I mean, he's he mentioned that Grant used to really challenge him. Yeah. Is that something, is that something to you as a top, as a leading batsman for the for the team as well? Is that something to you? Is, is that something similar you have with Grant? Um, yeah.
1: Ch- probably challenged me differently.
0: Um. He wasn't, he was, he wasn't afraid to, one
1: of the best, again, one of the best conversations I've ever had turned out to be one of the angriest conversations I've ever had. He he brought me up to, he brought me up from Durham um, in 2016 and I wasn't playing particularly well, I hadn't scored any runs for Scotland Mm -hmm. Um, and he dropped me. He dropped me. He brought me up, said I was going to play, and then got to the night of the game. The next, the night before the game, said, "Okay, you're not going to play. You can go back to Durham if you want." Of course, I'd, I'd missed the chance to play for Durham. Yeah. To come up, so I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah. And we made each other's feelings pretty clear in in the hotel. Yeah. Um. It was probably what I needed at that time. It, it, probably didn't go about right about the right way. We did I certainly lost. My temper a little bit. He didn't. He he kept his cool for most of it. Yeah. And then gave me some truths about about the runs I'd been scoring, about how my top, I was I was trying to claim I should be playing because I'd I'd scored some good thirties for Durham. Yep. And he was like that. Well, that's just not good enough. And he just laid it down to me. And I drove away, and I was, I was pretty angry. And then the more I thought about it, the more and the more he was right. It's got to be a currency, and you got you got to score your runs. Um. No, I, quite like that. I
2: quite like that as well because too often we used to pick players just because they had a county contract. And that shouldn't that shouldn't be necessarily that in my... But previous times I used to find that players used to come and play for Scotland and the players in Scotland would maybe miss out because of a county contract. But the message there seems to be that just because you're playing at Durham and you've got 30, it's not good enough. And I, want, I want more from you.
0: Yeah,
1: no, it was also more the fact that I thought... I was doing well enough, and he he completely you're you're right, it, it, players have got to hand their place, whether they're living in, in Edinburgh and Stockbridge or whether they're living in Kent or the other side of the world. if they are committed to playing and they are putting in performances, then they deserve to play if they're not well, then they don't, and that's that's the business we work in,
0: yeah,
1: and I was probably missing that slightly, and and he told me pretty straight. I just wasn't doing well enough, so I had to go away and, and think about that, and he challenged me with that, and he was he was always challenging me to, to just be a little bit could it be a bit more aggressive? could it be a little bit more expansive from earlier? And it obviously I obviously find a way of, of working um but I think I think Kyle Kyle played a big part in that as well. No,
2: it's, it's, it's good to hear coach and captain having that influence on the boys and and that's obviously where the confidence came from. But you're absolutely right for Kyle to go out and absolutely smoke fifty-eight um pretty quick time. I remember one shot in particular, fifty-eight off forty-nine balls. You know, that was that sent a clear message. Matthew Cross, forty-eight off thirty-nine balls. You yeah. know, things were things were motoring. Um and Kyle uh, I spoke to him about this, they brought Adil Rashid on. Now, the wicket was obviously flat. That doesn't take away the fact that he's still got to score the runs. But Adil Rashid obviously came on and changed things up a little bit. And he removed Kyle um, with a pretty good nut, to be fair. Um, and then, you strided out to the crease. and But pretty quickly, Cross got out. So the game just, you know, typically it can happen sometimes, you're flying along. And before you know it, we had two new batters at the crease. That's a crucial time. I mean, if we lose another couple of wickets there, that's it. You know, we're going to struggle to put something massive on. So, what was the mindset like? I mean, first of all, as you walked out the bat, how are you? How are you feeling?
0: Um, you're pretty. You
1: you, you switch yourself on. You go out there, and I've got my little little routines that I like to do, and I scratch a couple of marks that I'm I'm comfortable with, and then you go out there and. I remember talking to Crossy about the wicket, and he was just saying it's an absolute belter. Um, let's get in, let's get a partnership. The runs are there
0: because
1: um, yep. the boundaries, the boundaries were small as well. But it's tough not to walk in with a, a bit of confidence.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm I'm quite a nervous, nervous watcher, yep. and then nervous until until I get out to the middle and I'm about to face my first ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but going out there and, and seeing the way they played knew that it was a pretty decent wicket. So there shouldn't have been too many demons in the wicket. Um probably filled me with confidence apart from I think he nearly ran himself out third or fourth ball. Johnny Bear still had a free free shot at three stumps and missed them, thankfully.
2: Thankfully. Um, I'm very thankful to hear that. I didn't remember thankfully. that. And then,
1: that did. and then when when Crossy got out, um <laughs> Beryl coming to the wicket was was brilliant for me. Um he's a guy who just knows my game and yeah. we've played so much cricket together now that and probably having that little bit more experience that we were able to take a little bit, not a little bit of time, but a little bit of, okay, let's absorb a little bit of pressure. And then yeah. he hit, I think he hit, certainly hit one of the spinners straight back over the head. I think he might even hit them both. Um, he hit one for six, one for four.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Um and then it got to the stage where I'd probably faced 15 or 20 balls, starting to get a sense of the wicket. We would got a little bit of calmness back and and the conversation started to turn around. Okay, I'm going to have to sweep. I'm gonna, and he'd, he'd helped draw the shots out of me, yeah. um, which is how a good partnership works. And probably we've we'd had some really good partnerships. And I think that helps and having somebody there who's played so much cricket, somebody you trust if he yeah. says, okay, I think it's time for you to to maybe look at putting a bit of pressure on them, look at using your sweep, or I might even say, okay, I might look at reversing he'd probably okay, why don't you go to the sweep first? Mm. Go to your your stronger one first and you get that sense of trust that if he's if he's seeing it like that then, then that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust what he's seeing. Yeah. And and then once I started sweeping and got the pace of the wicket it it felt quite a comfortable shot to shot to play.
2: Yeah, I mean, you were up against two proper spinners, um, Ali um, and Adil Rashid. Um, both have been playing one-day cricket for England for a, a long, long time. Um, both smart, smart bowlers. But you just, um, you just kept. I mean, what impressed me that day was you swept, you swept down, and when you wanted to, you swept up. I mean, that must have taken. I mean, to sweep up the way when you're going, you're clearly then going for a six. You know mm. that takes a lot—a hell of a lot of confidence. Because if you miss, miss—if you miss it, normally when, when you sweep, you would maybe think sweep down is safer. If I hit it clean, which you were doing that day as well, but the confidence came that much that you decided to go aerial in a couple as well, and, and you smoked them, smoked them out of the park. Where, where, where was that? Where was that coming from?
1: Um, I suppose that's the confidence of once you get in your innings. Um, it's like way anyway, too many secrets. I, I like to pick different areas of where I'm going to try and sweep it and I, t- I look at where the field is and what sort of sweep might might bring the best, whether it's a flat sweep or whether it's a, a, a finer sweep. Yep. Um, and then I'll try and I'll try and use my wrists for that. Um, the sweep the aerial sweep that um, Morgan had just changed the field to have quite a straight, straight mid wicket uh out at Cow, yep. quite a fine uh, deep forty five or deep fine leg almost, mm-hmm. uh, and he had his square leg up. So I thought, well, it's actually I'm actually a, yeah. more looking yeah. just to just to chip it over him, yeah. and then knowing that if you time it well, then I um, always remember to. Um, again, I, I think I pick a lot up just from chatting to people. People probably get bored of me asking questions about batting, but when it's when it becomes you. Your hobby and your livelihood. And then
2: if you want oh, to try and get as much information as you can. I love it, mate. I love it. So chat, so chat away. Yeah. This is um, a, I'm like a badger here right now. I'm picking. I'm. I'm. I'm loving this chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um Tony Frost, the Warwickshire and batter came back one year and had a brilliant year. In the Champo after being released for a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it was a year. Year I was travelling around and doing 12th man. A brilliant sweeper of the ball. Yeah, and just chanting. And he was. I remember him saying one day that he had the mindset of trying to hit it for one, and then if it's in the right spot, you'll hit it for four anyway.
0: Okay. And it's
1: kind of almost taking the risk out of it Mm -hmm. because obviously, if it's any cross matted shot, there's an element of risk of it skidding on the ear or a top edge or something. But almost take that risk out, and if it lands in your spot, then. Then much like a, you might hit a cover drive in different areas, you can do that with your sweep as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so I've always had that mindset, and when I get confident with it then i'm I'm willing to play it i mean there's been games that I wish i'd i mean straight off the top of the head West Indies game in the qualifiers i wish I'd, I wish I'd gone to it earlier there or played and yeah. been a bit a bit more proactive with it there um so it's not to say that. You get it right all the time. Yeah, but no,
2: I mean you'll probably when, when
1: when you get confident enough to play it, and the wicket and the situation
2: allows it, then it, then
1: I want to use it. And I want to I want to play it in that way.
2: Yeah, I mean you'll probably find um, I'm not trying to jinx you, but you'll probably find you'll play the sweep at some point later in your career, and you're going to get out playing the sweep. Oh. It, 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 can, it can it can happen. But I think on that day, your game plan. I mean, I watched back through some of the highlights before speaking to you just to refresh my memory. Um, and you also used your feet to alley. You came down the wicket to him at some points, and you put him over mid wicket. Was that because he was changing it up a bit, knowing that you were playing the sweep? Was that just to really, really put you know, put the pressure back on him? This guy's not only sweeping me, but he's prepared to use his feet as well.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a bit more of an unusual shot for me
0: because
1: <laughs> it might come. I think a lot about my batting. Um, I can't do what George and Kyle and Beryl do and stand there and just and just smoke it.
0: Yeah, I find that
1: really difficult. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot like is a little bit more thinking about. Okay, what's he going to do? How can I counter that? Um, I find that works better than just standing there and trying to hit it the way those guys hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it would, it was reacting to a field change. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, because after he'd hit it over midwicket, he then just squared mm-hmm. everything up. Mm-hmm. He had the guy there. He had the guy at square leg. He had the guy. He had two behind there. So the biggest gap in the field was yeah. was now yeah, yeah straight mid wicket. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, if I get anywhere near it, I can clip it. And if even if I mistimed it because of where mid wicket was, I thought it's a pretty safe shot.
2: Yeah, you didn't try and hit. You did. That's I remember the shot. You didn't try and hit it too hard. You just kind of you caressed it. But you yeah, didn't, and it's you not it, timing it really well.
1: Yeah, it's not a shot that I go to often. I mean, I've been trying to work in coming down the wicket and hitting it like that for, for a while. Um, and it is a, it's something I, I spend half my life in the nets, asking Waty and Hamza what length I think they can, I can do it to, okay, can you see me coming? And, and again, it probably comes back to where I think I'm pretty now because I'm always trying to work on something. but. Yeah. Again, on that day, it just it seemed like the right shot. The, the percentages were in my favour, so so you have to go and play it. Yeah, there's no point waiting and over waiting and over when the wicket's that good and you know the batting they've got lined up.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's interesting to hear you hear you talking about the way you were manipulating the field there. I think that's that shows the class of your your innings that day. That you were you're watching what the the opposition captain's doing and you're. I mean, you, you played you, you played with him that day, you know, you, you played around with the field and he must have been pulling his hair out, Morgz, um, with the fact that you were doing that. But that's that's very smart batting. I mean, you're right in what you said there then. Um, you and Richie coming together was crucial because two senior, senior batsmen at the crease in a time where a lot of the good work could have slipped away if you lose a couple of more wickets. You put the pressure then maybe on a couple of the younger boys coming in after you. But what you and Richie were able to do was take it, take the score on to two hundred. Again, and and I remember you, you you kind of consolidated for a few overs, but then you you, you counterattacked again, yeah. and you came harder than when we got to two hundred, pretty pretty damn quickly. Plenty of time, plenty of time left. Um, Richie gets out at that point. Um, I'm just going to, right. I've got a reasonable memory, but I'm not. It's not. It's not. Richie gets out for thirty nine at that point. You know, good, good, good consolidating innings. But the fact that you were going so well probably makes that knock even better because he didn't try to, he didn't try to overdo it. He just kind of batted with you and let you kind of go. And I mean, it was a crucial, crucial, crucial part of the game. So the third wicket falls in 200 exactly, 30 overs into the game. Um, 20 overs left to go. Then that brings out uh, another very, you know, talented batsman who I think, um, has been a shining light for Scottish cricket coming in. I mean, in T20, he opens up and, and he whacks it, um, and he comes in He comes in at five. It at comes in at five in this game, and that's George Munsey. And then you know you both just go about setting about another hundred partnership, hundred plus partnership, which is you know phenomenal. Like, you know you you and Richie put on ninety three, and then Munsey comes in um, and you put on a hundred over a hundred there. Talk to me about that partnership. That's when it really started. I mean, things really start you started doing some some special things. Munsey was doing some special things. Um I start I, I remember I remember quite well. You started using your you started using your crease to the seamers really well. I mean, is that something you've been working on leading into? Uh
1: yeah, well, the way the way Munsey stood, that whole little period probably shows where our mindset is. Beryl gets out trying to hit Plunkett over the top. Mm-hmm. Um on 39 where, I'm sure, it's probably harsh another. Certainly, I know at some stages in my career, I might have looked well, just to get 50 there. He had no thoughts of that. He wanted to hit it, hit it and continue the good work we were doing. Yep. Um, brilliant sign of where our mindset and that. And then Munns comes in um, and I think he reversed Whitmore and Ali, third or fourth ball. That's right, yeah, yeah,
2: that, I, I love that. I love that arrogance. I mean, that's what you want to see. want to see Scottish players doing that. I yeah, couldn't believe it when he did it, but it was bloody good to watch. I mean, you, the confidence to do that is just brilliant. So, I mean, he, he does that and it was like the English boys just at, at that stage. Were you, what, were you, what did you sense the atmosphere was like out there? Because they must have been a bit shell-shocked.
1: I mean, the noise level was, was brilliant and the crowd that day was phenomenal. Um, 4,000 4, people. That's pretty yeah, in in a in a, in a bowl and Grange small in the bowl and yeah. and you and you're right and the right and top of you, um, and I think I think they probably were a little bit shell shocked. Um, I don't know how much homework they've done. I don't know whether the new ones was going to turn around and hit his second ball right-handed for four, and then yep. another one two balls later. Um, but his skill level and it wasn't just the spinners he took down. He 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 stands there and he he looks to hit the ball hard,
0: mm-hmm. and I think that's quite a good, quite a good balance. Yeah. for our team is that we've got, we've got guys who
1: stand there and smack it, and, and I play slightly differently to them. Yeah. So I'm probably it probably gives them if we get in a partnership at all, mm-hmm. then we play the game in different ways. Mm-hmm.
2: You're more of a you manipulate the ball. Probably a, a little
1: bit more, and I've probably got a touch more license to bat through the innings yeah. than than some of some of these guys. Then. Probably George and that line up, and even the guys up the top who've got a real defined role to go out and and just smack it. Um, and yeah. Bear and I are giving a little bit
0: more. We're given a little bit more license to play it the way we've seen it. Yeah. Um. But it, it felt it felt
1: at that time. I don't know. The, I don't know the stats of the partnership, but it felt like it felt like I was okay. I I was just going through like a middle in the middle years.
0: Yeah. Trying
1: to get, trying to get Munsey on it and just allowing him to do his, his thing. Yeah. Um, of course you got to, you got to keep, you got to keep the boundary rate up and you got to keep, got to keep the scoring rate up, um, but it certainly felt that his innings, I think, I think that was his first, ODI fifty. that might be wrong, but I think that's right. And it was, it was good to see that and you could see the confidence that's gained from him, the way he's played this year. Um, the way he's gone to a couple of franchise tournaments now, and yep. he's hundred during the summer, uh, last summer against I think it was Holland. It was, it was breathtaking. Yeah, just yeah. Sheer ball striking, and and
2: that's that's exciting. it's um, good. No, good, that good that he's left-handed as well because it just gives you, a, you know, it changes things up a bit. Um, having you having him come out at that point just to change things up, and having the left-hander coming into bat with the right-hander is set. You know that that would have tested the English bowlers again. Doesn't matter who you are, what level of cricket you when when you're under pressure, you're under pressure. And, and it looked like that watching that day that the English boys and even looking at the captain, On Morgan, he was he was starting to really not know. You know what's the best formula here? These boys are just you know they, they keep coming at us. They're not they're not backing off. Um mm. obviously you then go on to you know get to three hundred plus. Munsey gets out. Um, that brings uh, Dylan Budge to the crease, who obviously was a total newbie um, in the Scotland team. You know, he'd, he'd done quite well in some regional stuff, and he'd been given his chance to come into the Scotland team, and he's landed a, a dream dream position in, a, in an ODI against England. And what he'll always be remembered for in that game is running. <laughs> because uh, he, uh, I don't know who was on commentary at the time, um, uh, but whoever, maybe Nasser Hussain, uh, and the ball gets hit out, and he says, Dylan Budge, Dylan Budge, you've got to get back, you've got to get back. And he was back, no problem. Like, he strolled it back and you get to your hundred. Um, talk, tell me the feeling of, uh, of reaching that milestone in front of a packed 4,000 people, packed house in front of Gr- you know, Grange. You would have grown up playing so much cricket at the Grange. Your dad's in attendance, so many friends from club cricket even. Would have been in attendance that day. Who you've grown up playing against, know so well. What a feeling that must have been.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was brilliant. Um, I think you can see. I've, I've got a big smile on my face, and I'm, I'm pleased personally. Um, just, I'll, I'll go on it, and I suppose we'll go on about it later as well. Just the way the crowd reacted the whole way through the game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, seeing passion like that, and seeing, seeing people celebrate my success and seeing the teammates knowing fine well that
0: they're they're delighted for me as well. It's I don't know, I'm when it's when if you're doing it it's
1: it, it's funny to really know know what you're feeling. If if I was watching somebody else doing it, I'd, I'd probably know the exact feelings. But Yeah,
2: yeah. I know I can understand what you mean there. You probably it's it's hard to put into words, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, a little bit and I mean, the boys take the absolute mic out for this, but you know, I, I, I knew where I, I kind of semi knew where dad was, and made sure I, I gave him a bit of a, good on you, a, a smile. You. Yeah. yeah, good
2: on you. He got. I'm sure he's got a. He's got the perfect picture. I mean, you uh, were all smiles. Yeah, no, it's probably that, out of focus. No, he no, nah, nah, he's dad. Nah, I'm sure he got it right. I'm sure he was. He was snapping away, and the camera went on him. And they said that, you know, that's Callum McLeod's dad. And he was, he he, he he looked over the moon, but he was, he, he looked like he was, he was probably in a bit of like, uh, I don't know, he probably adrenaline was going through him as well. That what's my, like? It would be interesting to speak to him actually and hear how he felt at that time, you know, as, with what his son had just done. He probably couldn't, you know, couldn't believe it himself. I'm not believe that you couldn't do that, but just didn't probably wake up that morning thinking I'm going to be snapping pictures of my son celebrating 100 against England at the Grange. I mean, but great, 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 great moment for him. Great moment for all the family. Yeah, and they, they were all
1: there, um, which was quite nice. Oh, Neil might not have been actually. Um, but yeah, just nice to. He'll probably tell you it was just another picture, but I know deep down that, that he would have enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure that picture has been in, that
2: picture has been enhanced and tap, tapped around with yeah, and enhanced. If you're, what you saying? If you're listening, Donald. I, need, I would love to see your. Uh, your final, final. I think I've seen a good few of those pictures. The picture, to be honest, but I would be. It'd be nice to get sent the actual picture that that your, that your dad took. And if you've not got it already, then you should have that frame, Callum, and up on your wall. Um, and that, that's 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 one. Probably yeah, my,
1: my brothers. My brothers um, got it framed for me for Christmas, but it's still not up yet. Okay. Like I said, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I haven't quite got. Uh, quite got the room yet to put everything up. Here.
2: Okay. Well, it's a work in progress, well, so yeah, the garden shed's going up soon. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a couple of big contracts that are going to come your way in the next couple of years and I'm sure you can, you can. Uh, in, in later years, you're going to have plenty of space to put up all your memorabilia.
1: Oh, no, I just need to put a garden shed up for it.
2: Okay, not like
1: I don't want them in the house. You
2: don't want them in the house? Yeah. It's very, you know, it's, um, I, I'm, I'm going to be a bit of a badger He'd I scored two hundreds for Scotland, one against Ireland, one against Kenya. I've I've got them both up, Cal. Right. Yeah. Uh, but my my message did say to me um, recently. She did say like, "Is there any chance I can get a picture up there?" I, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, of course you can." So I think one one's going to come. One's going to come down. I think I'll probably take the Kenya one down because it's a bit it's a bit out of focus, to be yeah. honest. Um. So go, going on then, Budge gets out. Um. Quite late on, he literally just ran in that partnership. I mean, he gets 11. But you, at that point, after you got 100, you just went into a different world. Um, you obviously scored your... you, you ended up, Callum, scoring 140 of 94 balls. So You scored your next 40 runs in about 24, 24, 25 balls. And I remember you were just smacking everything over mid-wicket at that point. You, you, you walked across your stumps a couple of times, you lapped a couple. Is that safe to say at that point, you're just like, this is my time now, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm in a, di- I, it's my time to, to enjoy this now. Would that look like a really enjoyable time? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's
1: something that we are actually very good at as, as, a, as a squad, as a team, is enjoying being out in the middle.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you get plenty of time for you, get nothing, so you, you go and sit down, you have another coffee.
0: Yeah. So
1: when you're out there and it's your day, you know, go out there, enjoy it, play aggressively, play with a smile and,
0: and you know when, when you're on 100 plus, then it, again, like it, like I said, I, I'm still
1: thinking a lot. I'd, I'd like to be able to stand there and just hit it out, out the ground. But yeah. even those shots over cow in mid wicket or scooping, a lot of it's, it's semi-calculated risks even yeah. at that stage, mm-hmm. um, and probably helped having Dylan at the other end who is rapid and. Yeah. I mean, he's going to he's going to be an exciting player for his the his work ethic and the way he but goes he, about it. Well, you'd, you'd other like thing that. I remember
2: about him that day was his fielding. He did oh, phenomenally well on the boundary. I mean, he's, he's he stands out. Obviously, he's got the long flowing hair. Yeah. Um, but he shifted between the wickets, and you're right, that did probably it really helped you at that point because you were you continually kept getting on strike, and that must have really frustrated England. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. Obviously, that's it's. it's whether it was just the way it happened, or whether it was good cricket sense from Budge that he knew that that was the time to get me back on back on strike and mm-hmm. try and max amount of amount of balls that I'd face, unlike Leeski when he came in and just well,
2: that's what I was going to get to you. I, I must have talked about this so many times, but this is another big moment for me watching on as a as a fan now supporting the Scottish team. Um, Michael Lees stalks out to bat. Hits Mark Wood over long off for six first ball. Do you know okay. what he said to me? Growing up, Callum, I mean, you've been playing... I remember you played a game against England when you are very young days. Um, you might remember it on a dull day at the Grange. I think Gab Hamilton got 60 maybe that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you know, you go out in these kind of games... I played against Australia in an ODI at the Grange and it was like, right lads, let's try and get 250 here. Uh, you know, we'll be... Y- 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 there was no... I certainly There was nobody thinking about going out to hit the first ball for six. So... You know, Lee's sure first did. ball for six. Just again, that must have just damped the, the, the English boys must have just been thinking, "What?" I mean, it's a good wicket, but what in the hell is going on? This guy's just storted in, sitting, And I remember, I think you had a bit of a smile on your face as you were kind of walking by at least You think, like, "Go for it, mate!" Like you enjoy yourself. That was some some shot.
1: Some shot. The amount of times he had his first ball for six in any cricket, it's, it's phenomenal. But <laughs> the reason I'm laughing, I probably had a smile on my face. I remember he, he walked it. He walked in. He went. Like, like he does, he was pretty excited about the least, yeah, right, he yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get I'll get you back and strike. I was like, good plan, alright mate, walked <laughs> down, just cleared the, yeah,
2: had it, Yeah, 100 metres
1: for
0: six. That's why I was laughing. I
2: remember his face, the camera went on his face and he was like, he's quite a fidgety guy and he was just like, oh, alright, okay, that's alright. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, what, what happened to getting one? What happened to getting one? Well, sorry mate, it was in the arc and I, <laughs> I fancied it. So right, exactly. I'm sure I'm sure you weren't complaining because at that point you were probably starting to get, you know, quite tired. You know, you'd done quite a bit of running, hot day as well. And you must have maybe started to sp- get a little bit fatigued at that point. So for, for your mate to come out and hit a sick first ball just to take that emphasis off you for a ball or two. Happy days. Yeah,
1: it was brilliant. Especially I think the over before Woody had bowled he bowled a really good over at me. He'd me. Um and then I think that was the last over of the game. Uh, it was the fifty overs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I, it would have been nice to get back and strike but I, I didn't take many off the over before so for Liske just to walk in and hit it for six, it probably just gave us that little bit of yeah, yeah, I mean, momentum. Yeah,
2: he, he gets 10 off four balls, just what you yeah. want. Just, just I, momentum going into it. Just, just just, what you want at that stage. So you walk off the park, standing ovation, 114 not out against England. Come on, mate, you must be pinching yourself even now. you must have been I mean, that stuff dreams are made of you growing up as a kid all those years ago, snarling at me at Co bridge, and I'll be honest, I thought you were a talented, talented player, Callum, but I never thought I would see you go on and do something like that um and now I just you know I, I hope we go on I hope you take you, you take the confidence from this and go on and do some spectacular things for Scotland because. You know, it's not not many Scottish players have had the chance. Will ever will get that chance, or ever get that chance to to perform like that. Yeah,
0: thank you. Um, yeah, I, I do. It's tough to really know what to. But like I said, as I said before, when it's when it's when
1: it's, it's you doing it, it just feels like you're doing what you're supposed to do a little bit. Okay. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am incredibly proud well, of it. You,
2: if you're supposed to score one hundred and forty, mate of 90 odd rocks every time you go out to bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know what
0: I mean. I know, I, I know you know, what you, mean. You, know, you know what I mean, I
1: it's, never, I suppose it's, I suppose it's a little bit more of how I got to batting. I mean, I look at the guys in it and you can probably, t- I look at the guys in our lineup, up and the guys we come up against, and I just look at guys with more shots, I look at guys who can play, play off the front foot, play off the back foot better than I can. Yeah. Some of them who can hit the ball out of the park at will. And I look at these guys in training, you see them in games and just think that's on a different skill level to some of the stuff that I can do. But yeah. I find my own little way of competing and, and finding a way of scoring runs and and when it works it seems to seems to be seems to be pretty decent.
2: Yeah. Um, no, more than, more I th-
1: than I think that's more of it is that I know deep down that I'm an angry fast bowler who never quite you can never quite get
0: there.
2: Yeah. Well, you're 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 a you're, a, you're a leading a uh, ODI batsman. Now I want to talk to you. Then you walked in. Adrenaline's got to be pumping at that point. You've come off. You know, standing ovation. Got into the changing room. Must have been a few 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 boys patting you in the back. Couple of hugs going around. Obviously, you've still got a big job to do. And, and at that point, obviously now you you really believe probably that we can beat England here today, boys. We can do this. So was it kind of a well done but come on lads we can you know i can imagine it was the boys were all coming together yeah i
1: don't think anyone would want to hug me the way i was sweating um yeah there was it was well done so there was a quiet confidence i mean 370 is never going to be an easy chase
0: yeah
1: but you know they've got burst though you know they've got Hales, roy morgan i mean that's that's batting
2: And and
1: you
2: also uh, also know the wicket and the outfield and the ground you've just batted on, so mm -hmm. you you know very well that they're going to probably come bloody hard at you. It was interesting. I did. I've actually. It's not out yet, but I've done a recording with Safi already as well, and he he said we were expecting them. You know, we were going out there knowing they're going to. So we talked about the fact of stay calm, just stay calm, stay in the game, Um, and and that's what really. Pretty much went down in that innings. I mean, you, you they came hard at you. They smashed you very hard at, at, up top. Um, and then you get what? Who is another boy? I'm, I'm really impressed with as a as a young cricketer coming through. I think he's going to he's obviously going to be a great success. I think he's somebody that can probably still go and get a county contract again as well. Um, I know he's had some time at Lancashire. Played about a bit of derby, uh, but you would think somebody'll. Somebody will have a look at him, but he, for a young boy in that occasion, gets Roy out first wicket, which obviously lifts the spirits a little bit because the, the crowd had kind of been silenced watching on. I was watching the game on TV. You're you're sitting thinking, are they just going to? Are they just going to cruise it? They're just going to cruise this. I mean, they were going cruise,
1: cruise three seventy.
2: You know, ridiculous as it sounds, but it was looking that way. Um, he so when Roy gets out. Things just slowly start to. I mean, we start to slowly get some moments. The, mo- the big moments, obviously, Bear still, to be. To be honest, I know he got a fantastic hundred, but he does. He gives, kind of gives his wicket. He gives it. He gives it. Gives, gives us a lifeline.
1: Yeah, I think. Again, I think that. It comes down to the way, you are expected to play as an opener. Yeah. If he'd, if he'd, if he'd got out in 80 playing one of the big shots he played there, then you might have said, oh, there was an easy 100 for him in the, yeah. In the game, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think he's an old, I think certain, maybe, maybe if, if Root had played like that, whose role is probably slightly dead. I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing at their roles here, but, um, if he'd got out doing that, then there might have been a bit more of a, well, he's probably thrown it away, but Bear still was striking the ball. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's innings, we do we'd, we'd still speak about it, okay.
2: How's, how's he hitting it? I still 105, watch 105 or fifty-nine balls, twelve fours, six sixes, strike rate of 177.96. Well played, lad. Um, but when he gets out, the score is only so Roy gets out at one two nine, and we get Bearstow at one sixty five. Um, and I get and that was off, you know, our, our pal, Richie Bennington. Uh, hit, 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 hit one down hits one down to Monday, good catch. And then, you know, again they have a partnership that takes them to 220. And that is where the game changes because at 220 for two, they're strolling it still. They've got Joe Root and Hales at the crease. Plenty of batting to come. And I'm personally sitting on my sofa thinking, Well, this is a bit frustrating. Like, you know, what a what a first inning. So mm-hmm. this looks like it's got, they're going to stroll this. And this is where you boys, you know, you all should be proud of a team. That you change the game around. And you know what? You never look like Scotland boys never looked like they stopped believing. You, you, you stayed calm and you kept coming. And the game totally changes. They go the 220 for three. Joe Root and Hales have a bit of a bit of a moment, and Joe Root gets run out. 245, Morgan gets out. Um, and then two forty five again, Hales cuts one to point. And before you know it, it's game on again, five for two forty-five, and you're thinking, We're, we're gonna win this. That's, that's it now. It should be should be. I mean, you can never get too far ahead of yourself, but you're you're feeling confident again that right, we should dictate this game. That wasn't the case either. Because then yeah. then the next next bunch, you know, Moine Alley, um these get no actually well, David Willey, Sam Billings gets out. I'm sorry again, Sam Billings 263 for six. David Willey gets out two seventy 270, two seventy seventy-six for seven. And then you don't get another wicket again until 347. And that was obviously when Moyne Alley and Liam Plunkett just started tonking you all over Grange. And it was like, what's going on here? This is just this is so cruel. It was it just seemed like if they get this now, it would just be cruel. And Moyne Alley had a again a, a you call it a bit of a brain explosion, but fair play to Mark Watford. Giving it a bit of air and, and, and testing him. He puts it down long on stroke. And again, there's a glimmer of hope. And the big moment I think that, that, that people should always remember again is Michael Leesk, long on boundary, running round, one pick up on the motion, straight over the top of the stump. Safi takes it and runs out a deal Rashid. And again, fantastic moment. Kyle's talk, talked about this in the podcast and said that these things were things you'd worked on a lot leading into it. Um, Michael Lees gets a run out that he takes it in front of the stumps and takes it back and Kyle said you've been working on these things. Yeah, the, the, well, the, I think the
1: one who Kyle obviously spoke about that and getting the, the Leeski run out uh, for Rashid's brilliant. because You've been to the Grange, down in that bottom corner it's bumpy. It's, yeah, it's tough bumpy, yeah. down there. Um, to pick up cleanly, knowing he's under pressure and a brilliant throw. Brilliant bit of fielding. Um, slightly under, underrated one, it's a small thing but it's um Evo's catch at backward point. Yeah. he he probably a year before he just decided okay, if Beryl's bowling, I'm gonna stand at backward point. Right. And he'd stand and he'd stand and he do backward point practice with, with Beryl nearly yep. every training session.
2: Yeah.
1: Remember thinking sometimes, Evo. What is he something? doing there? Yeah, well, you're you a big fast bowler. Um <laughs> <and laughs> you sure that's your spot. And he was he was adamant. He wanted to try and he wanted to try and do something when Richie was bowling instead of just being out the boundary because he knew he was going to be in the ring. So he just he took it upon himself to try and practice backward point.
2: Cool, cool. Sorry. So so that was and even then, that even that was rehearsed, then. it wasn't just like a bit of a panic moment, right? Because you when he takes the catch, I was thinking at the time, Big Ali Evans at backward point. That's interesting. But there's a story behind that as well, then. Yeah, it's it's probably it's probably one that
1: probably goes a little bit underrated because it's not it's not a big thing it's just a small little one percenter that somebody's just taken it upon themselves to do i i could be wrong i can't imagine kyle and the coach and everyone sitting down and saying okay i'm going to learn to be a backward point i'm pretty sure everyone's probably just taking that upon himself yeah um, and it was a good catch He was still traveling that
2: It was a decent decent cut
1: so there's all those bits that that you you see, and then what is wicket? I mean, what is best attribute in my in my eyes? I mean, when he's not getting hit for six all the time, um, is his
0: is his cricket sense? I mean, his a uh, he's got the right amount
1: of attitude. He's absolutely brilliant. I remember the first time I never met and played him in a regional game. Going a long story around for for. Why I think what he is a very good bowler.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Played against him, never met met him before. He was probably a 17 year old. He got me out sweeping.
0: Right.
1: And um, this was on a Sunday regional game. Never spoke to him. Next morning he's on Monday or Tuesday be training. First thing he ever said to me, "You're gonna practice your sweep tomorrow, morning, mate."
2: Love that. Good line. And I was like,
1: I was like, yeah, okay. I like, I like that. that. I like, I like that. that. I like, I like that. I like that and and ever since then he's just because he's you'll, you'll hate me for saying this he's not a massive turner of the ball
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he's his sense of when a batsman's coming do not need to bowl it quicker I'm going to bowl Yorker or actually am I going to be brave enough to actually just take the pace off
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a little bit hit or miss and it's easy to see brave bratting when you're when you're bowling uh, when you're batting sorry but that was just brave and probably something in him just saying okay this might work and again that's the mental side of of reading a game which i think can go a little bit
2: underrated underrated
1: over the skills of somebody who might
2: his feed feed, a guy before him he played with a spinner before him that was excellent at that as well yeah imagine hack who was really 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 white just really good at reading a situation and you know, knowing when to drag it back a little bit and knowing when to bowl it a bit, you know, he just, he was, a, he was you know, we called him, he was nicknamed yes. Magic, nickname Magic for a reason. He, he was very smart with the way he would, I mean, I, I had a podcast with Paul Sterling yesterday yeah. and he talked, you know, it was quite, it was, it was interesting to hear a perspective of an Irish player. I've done one with John Mooney as well, but Paul Sterling in particular talked about a lot of the Scotland players and he talks about you um, as a tear away quick. Do you remember that under-23 European Championship game we played against him? And he came out, we'd never seen him before, 16-year-old at Meikle Riggs and he came out and smashed he us. hundred. smashed me everywhere. Yeah, I think he put you through the window. But what? But you, you need to tune into that episode, it'll be out probably early July. But it's so interesting to listen to him because he reckons that innings made him the player he was. Because before that he'd never, never I mean he goes on to, do it to score many great hundreds, but it was interesting to hear. How much, how much respect he puts on that innings. And he talks about you, Gaudi, and Sean wierer And I, I don't want to give away too much because I want the listeners to hear the story, but it's a really, it's a really good insight. But just on Mark Watt, there are 10 overs, 3 for 55. That's bloody good going on a game like that. I mean, everybody else went at, you know, 7 plus 9, 6, 7. And none of them should be ashamed of that on a wicket like that. But Watt went at 5.5 and over.
1: What's, that, 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 how, do, how do you equate that to batting? How much is how much runs is that? I mean that is that's hundred plus. I mean
2: that's hundred plus on a day like that. That's easily a hundred plus. I mean if I look at the English bowlers' figures, none of them went for less than seven. No, sorry, one guy went for less than seven and over, and that was Alley. Hmm. He went for six, six, six and a half and over. So Mark Watt, along with you, is probably man of the match that day. I mean, it, it, it's, it, you've got to obviously get the man of the match. He scored 140, but Bowlers sometimes get a bit of a hard. Oh, absolutely! If you don't I get five, if you don't get five, you don't really get recognised. But three yeah, for fifty. The way he tells he tells me
1: every time I see him
2: that he should have got the man. <laughs> then obviously the big moment, Callum. Safi had to toiled away all day, and um, he'd went for seventy one runs in his nine point four overs up until that moment. And he, he again, he, I had a podcast with him, and he, and he talks about that moment, about what they discussed, but. It's like a showy back to our moment, for instance, growing up. No. like a showy back to a ball in swinging Yorkers. in swing Yorker to Mark Wood, there was no doubt it was plumb. Hit some in the full. It's got you've got to take that as it's going straight. Yeah. It's How's the feeling at that point? That that's where you probably let were able to let out all your emotions at that point.
1: Yeah, what a brilliant delivery. Especially like you said, it'd be tough for the bowlers all day and to produce a moment like that. And I mean Mark can bat. He's not. He's not. He's not a mug. He's probably yeah. got Test match fifties and yeah. might even have first class hundreds. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. So he can play. Yeah.
0: Um. And it, it was just a perfect delivery. And I've always said there's two things that really stick
1: with me in that that day. Um the pitch invasion being one of them, I mean, yeah, have, you ever, have you ever seen that? Have you yeah, ever seen I, that? I Sc- mean, it
2: was great to watch, it was quite funny because some of you were you were hugging each other but then you would turn around and not realise that you're hugging a fan. Yeah. And it was great, great viewing.
1: And absolutely brilliant, and to see that passion, see that... <sighs> that enjoying the moment of Scottish cricket doing something, doing yeah. something quite quite good over a long period in a tight game. I yeah. mean, if, if, we'd, if we'd turned up, been bowled out and they knocked it off, fine. If, if we turned up got 370, they tried to chase it and got bowled out, it would have been okay well Scotland played well, England yeah. didn't bat that well. Yeah. But for it to be a close game, to go that length and then for us to win some key moments and then lose some key moments and then in the final moment take an opportunity and the crowd are up like that, I mean it's been years in the taking. It's been years in the making, and there's been lots of players who've played for Scotland who've helped players in that pitch. And that was that was the second. But I sat and had a beer in the in the bar after. It was Fraser Watts and Dougie Lockhart?
0: Yep.
1: And it was as if they played. They were that that proud well, of what we.
2: to you now. I mean, I'm I'm obviously somebody that's played played Scotland yeah. Scotland with you as well, and I I I, I can completely understand what you are meaning there. Um, yeah. what, what Dougie and Fraser would have been feeling. I felt the same at that point. It was like. You know, you, you always strive to want to do these things as Scottish internationalists on the pitch. I didn't quite get to achieve those, that type of heights of play, doing it against a yeah. dead-playing nation. But I have to say, equal enjoyment watching you yeah, do absolutely. it, and, it's, and watching the boys get over the line. It, was, it really was such yeah. a special, special, special moment.
1: It's a lot of the sacrifices that people have made. Made before us. Obviously, we are we are in a position now where we've got more full time contracts. Yeah. But there would have been players who would have given up holidays. Not that not that long ago. That sure, long you probably ago, did yeah. it You yourself giving up holidays, giving up time with the families to come and play for Scotland. And yep. then when we come into the Scotland side, these young players they're there to help you.
0: Yeah.
1: And without those steps, then I don't think we go professional. I don't think we we then have the ability to practice the way we do now. Um, and focus on those one was because you've got time to, because you're professional, because you're allowed to train a little
2: bit. Only ten years ago, we were out in South Africa and we were this close to losing ODI status.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you could also say Afghanistan were in the same t- tournament and look where, where they've gone.
2: Exactly. No. Absolutely.
1: So I mean, I'm not just because we've beaten England. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one just to say that's it and it's a pack of bags and oh no, no no and uh, I think it's really important that that we find a way of of capital capitalizing on that and going and winning going and winning some associate tournaments. I think that's really important for us.
0: Yep.
1: Um but those were some of the things I remember from from the day just sitting with people who'd had helped yep. us in a career and, and and the pitch invasion and seeing seeing guys running around without the tops on from the from the crowd, and
2: some of which you probably would have been familiar with. Some guys that you probably knew from certain clubs and stuff like that. Knocking into people, I can't remember who they were because everybody was in your face, and you
1: recognise a face, and they they jump on you. And I mean, that's that's brilliant, and that's a moment that it's important that we we try and capture and we try and build on it. Um, can't be the last full member we meet. It's got to be. It's got to be the. Well, I think the challenge. I think, I think the challenge
2: and... now should be. Obviously, we're living through difficult times, and yeah. you know, who knows what how much cricket there's going to be this summer. Obviously, as you probably heard, Scotland, it's 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 a no goal. Yeah. we're not going to be playing it, and the leagues and the cups have been cancelled. Maybe some T20 at the end, but the the goal, like you're saying, should be to, to to win an associate tournament, next chance we get to qualify for any sort of World Cup. And I guess my challenge to you, as a, as your friend and somebody that has played with you, will be that I want to see you score a hundred against a Test-playing nation in a World Cup and get Scotland over the line to win a game. And that should. Be, and I'd love to. I think I think I think the core of players that are still together, talking to Kyle, he still seems like he's full of life. A couple more years left in him yet. That should be the ultimate. Now, I mean, what we did that day was phenomenal. But I believe that 2015 World Cup, like you say, if that team goes and plays in that now. I reckon you would feel a lot more confident about maybe getting over the line. So now if we can go on and play in a World Cup and down the line, it'd be interesting to see how we get on because the Irish have kind of just tipped us, let's be honest, in the World Cups. They've beaten some big play, test-playing nations at World well, Cup.
1: There's, there's nothing to hide about. The reason that Afghanistan and Ireland are, are test-playing nations now is because of what, they've, what they've done. done in, and and, and, and they, started, they started in the journey that we're on and we are we on it. And and. Like we've got a new coaching staff who've come in and they are very, very much pushing us in the same way. They want us to, to step up and they want us to play in a, a fashion that allows us to, to go and, and play like this. So it's not, I'm not saying we're not doing it, I'm just saying it's important that that we keep doing it and we, as much as it's brilliant to, and we'll always have the memory of the England day, I think that's important that certainly from from the players and the organisation we capture that and we and we build on it.
2: No, absolutely, absolutely. I know it's been a, it's been a, been a pleasure, Calvin. I've got a couple of quick questions for you okay. before we finish up, just a bit of fun. Um, but just from me to you, you know, I want to say it's been a pleasure talking to you after quite a long period of time. I can't remember the last time I probably I probably caught up with you, um, and and to to hear your are probably giving you a send off. Yeah, probably were probably were giving me a send off, um, and then I will probably give you a few choice words. But we always had we always had a bit of, we had a love hate relationship. Um, my fi- I've got five questions for you. My first question is, who's the best cricketer you've ever played against?
0: Uh, Jack Callis.
2: Jack Callis. Nah, he's not He's not too bad. Um he's got, to, got to be
1: one of the best two all-rounders of all that's ever played the game.
2: I would have thought he so. He could then. be a batter,
1: he could be a bowler, he could be a fielder. I mean, the guys. That's he
2: didn't really did have a weak man. length, did he? You wouldn't say he was weak, stronger in either way. I mean, he was a quality bowler. Probably, I would say I'll enjoy watching him bat more. But oh, he was, absolutely. He was, equally a, he was equally a very, very good bowler for South Africa as well. Okay, who is the best player you have shared a changing room with? Oh,
0: good question. After have to have played with him.
2: Well, have you shared the changing room shared
0: with Shared or... the changing
1: room. I didn't play. Um, oh, Kumar a... oh, Sangakara. Kumar Sangakara. He... Um, Twice, once when I was really young at Warwickshire, didn't didn't get it. No, I wasn't you near the team, so yep. I got nowhere near playing with him, And I, uh, he came and played at Durham as well, but I was out of the team at that point, so I that, count, him twice. that
2: counts if you were in the squad and you were in the changing room, then that counts. And he's not a bad, he's not a bad player that played with. Underworld. Okay, who's the um, who's the best Scotland player that you played with? Kyle. Like? Kyle. Yeah as, as kind of seems to be the same answer across the board. I mean, Maggie gave me that answer. Sapien gave me that answer. So it's, it's, it's stunning. Across the board. Who's the best bowler you've ever played against? Or ever faced?
1: Yeah, Sunday. I, I said James Anderson. Absolutely brilliant. Skill level. Just what what was coming out of the hand, I had no idea. Every time we've played against him, he's got me out as well. Um, there's been some good <laughs> some good bowlers.
2: Yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's... We, I can speak for itself. I'm sure he played against many good bowlers, but you're right. His skill level—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a smart, smart, smart bowler. Flanda um, Flanda was equally. Just, it just seemed to happen really quick. Yeah.
1: Even though it's not. Even though they're not cool. that
2: quick, it's the just, speed
1: gun might only say 82, 83, but it feels, feels like your feet are not well. My feet probably were nowhere with the red ball, but it just felt like
2: dancing on ice. they've made you dance exactly. on ice a
1: little bit. Yeah, just surviving as opposed to batting.
2: Yeah. Um, my, and my last question is, who's your best mate in, in, in cricket? Who's, who's, uh, your, who's your favourite? Who's? I mean, I'm sure you've got many good mates, but who's? Yeah, I've I've
1: been I've been roommates with with Crossy and um, for since he first came into the squad. So we spent a lot of time, and he was obviously down in Kent at the same time as I was. Um he was a groomsman at my wedding, so so we spent a lot of time.
0: A lot oh of time nice,
2: I've got him on. I'm actually recording with him tomorrow, so I'll pass on. I'll pass on the love there. That's a, I'm sure you already uh, know no, him, how good you are of him.
1: He but is man. incredibly moody. Don't tell him I said that.
2: All right. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, Callum, it's been uh, it's been quality, mate. Um, it's been fun. It. I'm, glad, I'm glad you answered your phone and you didn't completely stand up after being late. It's been brilliant to
1: to no, talk. Thanks to you. for having me on, and I hope everything goes well with with what you're doing. It's been really interesting to hear what people have, have had to say. And like you said, so you've got a few big names coming up, so it'll be, I'll be sitting down and listening to, to yeah, what they've got like to say.
2: Please do. I guess what I've asked you at the end of this episode, and I've asked all the players, is if you could just put out a little tweet for me um, with my name, just to suggest that people give me a little follow and, and have, a, have a watch of my episodes. I'm obviously trying to trying to grow the audience a little bit, so that would be really appreciated. I've kind of put you on the spot now, you've got to do it, Cal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course
1: I will.
2: That's been good. It's been excellent. Thank you very much, Cal. You take care of yourself and I yeah, hope to, to catch up with you at some point after all this, all, all this time passes.
0: Excellent.